0: and welcome back to another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast. We are talking about midlife again. Um, if you listened to a couple weeks back, we talked about menopause. So we are right in that, uh, theme, I suppose with midlife and different seasons of life. So I have Kathy Batista with me today as my guest, who is a go-to coach for midlife women. And, um, she believes that midlife isn't just based on age, but it's, a phase of life that can be your best one yet. And uh, by tapping into your values and strengths, you can take aligned action to create purpose and joy leading to that often missing self of sense of fulfillment. Uh, Now is your time as what uh, Kathy says for midlife. Um, Having navigated midlife changes and shifts, Kathy offers guidance and compassion to women asking themselves Is this it or what's next? She enjoys sharing the tools of her growth with her clients and peers, and she's got certifications in life designer coaching. Is that right? Life designer coaching, thought coaching, quantum time technique, and mindfulness facilitation. Wow. Um, And Kathy coaches women to discover their midlife magic through conscious healing and self-discovery. Welcome, Kathy Batista, to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Heather. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Me too. I've not heard, I've, I interview lots of people and I've not had those like trainings. So yeah, pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, before we dive in, let me ask you my icebreaker, which is what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory?
1: Oh, I do like cookies. I would have to say that my favorite cookie would be like a classic oatmeal raisin cookie. And my, I don't know if I have a favorite cookie memory. Um, probably any of the other midlifers out there when we were younger and like, we would always have sleepovers and we would eat like the tube of raw cookie dough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. So that. that was always fun. Yeah.
0: Now they make it health, not healthier. Um, salmonella free, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Where they yeah. take that part and risk out of the edible keto. Yes. So now, I, I mean, I, man, I got to watch that too. Like I would go through phases like a couple of years ago where I'd buy the Nestle ones and just, yeah, just kill it like a pint of ice cream. And I'm just like,
1: why? Did yeah. I Cause it doesn't, it doesn't normally digest very well either. So it's like no. sitting in your stomach waiting to be baked and you're like, oh Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the edible stuff, it's like, I can do a couple of like spoonfuls and then I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like, God, that sounds good. And then you're like, uh, Mm. going straight to the hips. It's going (laughs) straight to where I need to not it to be. And I'm about to be 40 and you just hold it in different places. So (laughs)
1: true. yes.
0: So what's your background? Um, you are a life coach for midlife mainly women, I assume. Yes. And so how did you get to this point and what made you want to focus on that?
1: Yeah. So I started coaching, um, how I landed my own coach is a whole story and I'll get into that if you want, but I started coaching because I was with my coach and I just had this intuitive thought and it hit me. And I just said, I could do this. I could help women who maybe were feeling the way I was feeling to see there's another side to this, to see that entering midlife, going through perimetopause or menopause is, you know, it's not this Death sentence that we're kind of led to believe, right? I love nowadays perimetopause, menopause, midlife is all over the place. But at so I was about 37 and I had never heard of perimetopause. I had no idea what that was. I I can honestly say I thought that somewhere around 50, I would start my period and I'd be in menopause. And that was like it. That was all I thought I knew and what I was taught. And so I had no idea when I was about 37, 38, I started to feel horrible inside out. And I just felt miserable, like blah, every day. And to make it worse, I compounded it with shame and guilt because there was no reason to feel that way. There was absolutely no reason. I have a wonderful husband. We have four boys, a home. You know, I really had nothing to want. It just didn't look like, yeah, didn't look like I should be unhappy. So feeling that like complete mess inside and feeling, you know, brain fog and uncomfortable and and sad for no reason and then making myself feel worse because I couldn't talk about it because I felt like what is the point i just started to fill this hole this void in me with anything and everything i could i like drank too much i ate too much i shopped too much i did anything to numb this feeling because I thought I had no reason to feel it. I didn't understand where it was coming from. I mean, it was my husband. We still sort of joke about it, but back then he would call our dining room shipping and receiving because I literally just had boxes come in and I didn't know what it was. We'd ship it back out. Did I like it? Didn't I like it? I mean, anything to fill that void of, yeah, yeah, to just shove it down, shove it down. You filled it with stuff. Exactly. Anything and everything. And it was every, it was always outside stuff. I never paused to look at my mindset. How was I approaching life? Look at my mindfulness, look at my hormones. I didn't pause to say, it was that always like it's outside of me. The problem is outside. I got to fix it with something from the outside, right? Right. So I, like anybody, when you're in these places of struggle and turmoil and and self-doubt, whether it is physical, mental, or emotional, when you're in these places, people only help themselves when they're ready to. And they can only say, I'm tired of being sick and tired. And no matter what anybody tells you, you have to get to that point. And I finally got to that point and got therapy and saw my doctor for like, what the heck is going on with my body. And um, then, cause we could go into perimenopause, but I had no idea what was happening. And then I found coaches to help me through things. And, and that was when I was sitting with my coach and maybe this is like from 37 to probably like 42. And that's when I said that I could not be the only one that was feeling like this. I right. could not, I had, there had to be other women out there that were like, what the hell is midlife? What the hell is perimenopause?" And someone helped me from feeling this miserable, right? So it's just been a journey and I've loved it.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, midlife is, you hear like midlife crisis. Like, so it's automatically dubbed, as a crisis, like as a bad thing. Yeah. When you get there now I'm 38, I'll be 39. So I'm not quite there, but I mean, I have some feelings about being in the forties. Like it's coming. I know it's still a year or so, but I got some feelings about it. But I think that like, when you put crisis with any type of like season of life, it it makes you dread it when really Mm. We should be looking forward to it because um, it's funny, uh, like 21, right? Everyone, like, I think my mom's birthday was, yeah, my mom's birthday was in August. And so she was like, well, I'm 21 when we went out. And I'm like, who would want to even be 21? Like, pick a different age. Like, I don't ever want to be 21 again. Like, yeah, I think being excited to be 21 because of the milestone and all the things that it opens, whatever. But like, I am would never want to be really even in my 20s. I I think at 30, like 30s is a sweet spot for me just because it's like you've had some life experience, you're not technically a kid, you've got some, you know, career like right. But then again, I'm not in my 40s yet and I might say well, I'd rather be in my 40s because yeah. I blah blah blah, right? Who knows. So um being a little bit behind it, I personally am like Older, wiser, more experienced—it's not a bad thing.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And then you look at like I have young kids, and I look at them like, oh, right, yeah. To be six again, where the biggest problem I have right now is mom's not letting me have a juice at nine o'clock at night. Oh man, like that is just crushing to the soul. Right. Man, I wish it was just I won't can't have a juice at nine (laughs) o'clock at night.
1: Right. I'm about to throw a little wrench in you. I want to ask you a question Ooh. though. Because oh God. Yay! Okay. I we're know. The tables? Okay, Here we go. Yes. Well, I'm just so curious because, um, so you said you're 38, you're going to be 39. Right. And so would you consider yourself a young adult? Yeah. Yeah. Not
0: adult to being 18, 19. Cause that's like, baby. like You're still a baby.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm like, I'm dating someone whose son's about to be 19 and man, this kid thinks he knows it all. <laughs> he comes in with factoids. Like, did you know? I'm like, oh my God, such old news, bro. Like, yeah. but it's new to you. Cool. But like, everything is so like, matter of fact, like that's it. And I'm like, you're not even 19, 20 years old yet. Dang. Yeah. Young adult, new adult. Is really what that is. I yeah, think young yeah. adult. Yeah, I would consider young adult would be around now. Um if you're looking at like genres of of, of novels, no, I don't think I'm a young adult, but <laughs> I enjoy adoy- I enjoy the Hunger Games. I like that kind of stuff, but I'm weird like that. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, in the age of spec yes, I'm a young adult. I've not got adulting down
1: quite yeah. a bit. I'm
0: still in yeah. a young parenting stage, really.
1: Definitely. It's um it's so to be my definition, my working definition of midlife, right? And there's a few things that support this, is it's 35 to 70 years old, is your midlife. Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah.
0: No. Oh, we need to work on that a little more. No, I'm just why? Two seconds ago, you're like, I love it. I'm gonna grow up. Well, you love- say young adult, not midlife. Yeah, no, but I think young adults more like on the like beginning.
1: Yeah. So it's, no? it's uh, it really is. Like this loose definition, right? And so you've got people who are 80 and still feeling young and in their midlife, right? They're not ready to be a, a senior or an older adult, right? So it really is just this working definition that is 35 to 70. And it does sway as far as your experiences go, because like you said, sometimes women now are having their children much older. And so they're at these different stages, but there's still this biological midlife that happens. Right. It's
0: funny Um, you say that too, because like my parents, I'm totally doing it. Mom, you don't listen to the podcast. It's fine. You'll never know. I'm (laughs) out of your age. So she's 67. Yeah. Um, and so is my dad. They, they got like two weeks apart. Um, but she was talking about finding a new gym the other day and something about like, she used the phrase silver sneakers, like this, like going to the gym and seeing if she had, like they had silver sneakers. And I was like, you're too young to be in silver sneakers. You're only 67. Cause she's very active. She's very yeah. healthy. And in my Mind, I'm like you're not old enough to be a senior citizen, silver sneaker member. (laughs) Because I was like, you're not that old. Yeah, and her dad, my grandfather, who's still alive, is ninety five. I'm like, that's a senior citizen.
1: That's a silver sneaker card. That's a silver sneaker
0: right there. But I think but then when you go to like the movies, like I think it's 55 is like your senior discount.
1: Uh, yes. You get $2 yeah. off.
0: I mean, yeah. that's not, that's 15, 16 years. That's, I don't Yeah, think, hmm.
1: Yeah. And so it really is this, like I said, working definition, but everybody, this is what's awesome is you get to define- yourself how you want to. And sometimes that's what causes a lot of women distress is, is we're listening to other people define us. Right. And so if your mom at 67 wants to do that, come go for you know silver sneaker workouts or whatever that's where her comfort level is and so like let's embrace it go for it well, she's yeah. talking about
0: the discount like the discount like, oh. hey, yeah she's gonna get the silver sneaker discount because why not save some money but Good for her use the term I was like yeah what and I yeah. just laughed because I was like that's hilarious it's also yeah. very clever whoever coined it but um I just just sat there like I still don't see you as a senior citizen, even though, yes, you're retired. Yes. You get, you know, technically you can collect your pension at what 66, you know,
1: like 66 and a half, like something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Just got there. Like, you know, like you can't touch it. And I'm like, have a job that I just put my retirement, like, well, you can't touch it till you're 65. And I'm just like, oh yeah. And I'm like, well, it's a long time from now, but creeps up on you. And Mm. i don't know i just thought like it's all i guess relative at this point too like how young you feel we all say like we can you know feeling you can be 40 but not feel 40
1: totally you know,
0: eat like you're 20 like but you yeah. might want to feel 20
1: mm, it's true and that's what makes it so individualized right and it's just kind of the broad term of aging right how do you want to age how do you want your mind body and soul to age how do you want your life to look and that's where a lot of the women that i work with is we're kind of going okay what's the identity you want to embrace and then how can we create that because creating our identity is really just what you do every day is your identity right somebody yeah i'm sorry go ahead
0: no 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 keep going
1: yeah. No, it's just what we do every day. And so if it's something that you want to become, we have to look at how we can bring the habits and goals and thoughts of that identity into your world to become that.
0: So the women that come to you, I'm sure it's a wide range of, of, yeah. of reasons. Maybe it's empty nest syndrome or the, you know, their children have, have left and now they're, you know, alone at home now, maybe with their spouse, maybe without their spouse, maybe they've lost a spouse and now they are trying to figure out where to go in that course of life. Or is it maybe a career path change? Like, do you have like a wide variety of reasons why women are one seeking someone like you to help into, um, what their goals would be or determining that?
1: Yeah. So my clients, my youngest client um, is 34 and my oldest is 75. So really it's runs the gamut of what somebody could experience during all those times of their life and everything that you said. And what I find is that it is transitions, whether it's a transition of a kind of external one, like you're talking about, whether you you know, did lose a spouse, whether you did want to change your career. So there's these external transitions that you might want to take, start a new job, um, you know, maybe looking for ways to reinvent yourself after a divorce, or it could be something where you're internally trying to make a transition, trying to make a change. And if it's transitioning from, okay, I was this type of person. I was this full-time stay-at-home mom, like you're talking about. And then my identity is being forced to change because my kids now are doing their own thing, whatever that is, college, work, whatnot. Um, So it runs the gamut and it's, And I love helping women during these transitions because it's these transitions in midlife. It's the first time that we aren't being ushered into a transition with other people or kind of being guided. Right. Like, I mean, even, you know, when when you go from middle school to high school, now they have like graduation and they're they're pushing you At on. Kindergarten, right? graduation last year. kindergarten, yes. Like it's literally every milestone people are like celebrating. And, you know, then after high school, people are so excited for you. You know, they give you money. What are you going to do? Are well, you going to go to college? You're going to get a job. And then after school, people are so excited that, you know, you're now moving out into this real world or you've already been working, right? And then you find somebody and you might get married or you have kids. Everybody's so, so excited for you for these major life transitions. And then- When you, if you were anything like me, you're sitting there going, why am I feeling this way? What my kids are getting older at, at that point, my youngest was in first grade when I started to feel this way. And so it's like, your kids are getting older. They need you differently. Your, um, it's when your kids, friends, parents are no longer like your friends because they aren't playing like you're not coordinating playdates so all of a sudden you're going, "Oh my god, I don't have any friends." Oh, no, I any friends I didn't these... about that. Yeah, you know, so it's all these transitions where there's nobody going, "Hey, I've been there. I can help you. We can do it this way. We can look at these tools." It's we're it's this feeling of being alone and it doesn't have to be. There's there's such a wide community around it and there's there's ways to like i feel like it's i forget the book that it's from but it's like all figure outable it's all figure outable and sometimes i love to tell people like when i'm coaching somebody like you are the expert on yourself you're the expert on your life you're the expert of where you are the difference is is that sometimes those little voices are so deep or we're walking down this path and you know where you want to go. I just have a flashlight and we're walking and I'm just pointing things out. And, you know, you're like, I think there's a turn up here and let me shine my light and we'll see which way it goes. Right. So it's walking that path with somebody else and it just, it softens it and it invites so much growth.
0: I also have another perspective, right? Like everyone's got another way of looking at things. So, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So a lot of times your friends or your group will think very similarly to you for most things, mm. not everything. So, cause that's, you know, you find people that have things in common, but if you twist it and turn it just a tad, like you did earlier with the definition of young adult, and then it it at least makes you think and it it allows more, thought into it and and another take on it. And sometimes it can open up something where you're like, oh, well, if I do Mm -hmm. look at it this way, I can totally see why, like, this is a thing.
1: Yeah, you're right, Heather, it creates possibilities, which is so exciting.
0: I'm kind of going through that. And it might be, I mean, kind of, it kind of clicked with me last night. So my, my, my kids in fourth grade, Mm -hmm. And he's gone between like private school, public school, private school. So now he's back in public and I've seen on the internet, all these things about math and the, right. And so he's never been like, they've just always been behind in math. It's because they're COVID kids. That's what I call it because they started their early education in literally kindergarten, first grade in COVID. Mm. And so there's going to be some delays there and, and the school that we did go to, they've been there for quite a few years. is was very traditional. They did math facts, memorization, spelling tests, all the things like how I was taught. And then now they're in this public school, which my sister is an elementary um, school principal. My mom was a, a, an educator, so my dad was too. So they are all knowledgeable of the public school system the way it is now versus what I went to school for. I was the only one that went into like business and sales and all that fun stuff. Um, and... I had parent-teacher conferences yesterday and they were like, well, you're, you know, he's a little behind in math. I'm like, yeah, I know. I get it. I, I Nothing I don't know already. Uh, He forgot his math facts. I get it. And uh they're like, well, if you can't memorize your math facts or your multiplication tables, she brings out these pages of like how to get to an answer. And I'm like, I, A, you're not holding it up long enough for me to read that. So, because there's so many words on this page. Which- yeah. Still working on reading and they're just newly into fourth and two it's like why you're trying to solve five times six so it's 30 i know this but you're telling me i have to get 60 to get to 30 by doubling <laughs> this and then doing that because it's easier to multiply by tens than it is by fives but then i have to i'm like so i did three steps to get to one step i was like i cannot i cannot yeah. because A, I, 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 it's so much quicker this way And so I posted the thing online just to see if I could get some conversation. And there's so many people like, it's asinine. It's terrible. Oh my God, I can't, it's, it's stupid. But then you get the others that are like one of my really good friends, her, um, husband writes mathematics for like the country. She writes math curriculum and she's like, I'll let him explain it. But in the sense they're trying to help you understand that the function of the numbers and the different ways that you can get there and the functionality. And so I was like, okay. And as I was doing time tables with them last night, cause so I'm like, you are going to memorize these math facts because I cannot teach you how to do that. Because for one, if these, if these schools want us to teach it this way, they should give us classes because we were not taught this way. And honestly, it's just going to create more frustration at the house because I'm not going to know how to teach them. They're not really going to know how to do it. And then we both can't get the answer. Then we're YouTubing it. Then we go down the rabbit hole and then we're all screwed. And so I was like, if you're going to teach it this way and you know we're not used to that, maybe you should just give us some tools, which I know that's fine. But then it's like, you're just going to learn these. And so when we were doing it, I was showing it to him and he was rattling them off. And I was like, okay, we got to 30, no problem. Is one that he knew. And I said, well, this is the way they want to teach you. And he's like, So look how quick and look how fat and look how, and she's like, oh, and I'm like, now listen, if this is how you want to learn it and this is how you can, great. But I can't help you because I'm old and I don't, I know the old school way. I don't know the new school way. And I'm now finally getting that. I've always had my friends talk about the new math and the new Uh, ways mm -hmm. and the frustration. And I was like, can be that hard. Right. And then now I'm looking at, I'm like, this is not how I know how, yeah. which doesn't make it wrong. That's yeah. clear because it's not my way. doesn't mean it's wrong, right? but it's new, which is also not wrong. And I understand why they're doing it, but I guess for me, the transition is it clicked. I now understand why they're teaching it that way because after, as I was breaking it down for him, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess you do need to, because he's like, well, I don't do division yet. We're not in division yet but you have to divide that 60 by two to get to the 30. Yeah. Technically you're cutting it in half. And so I was like, I see there's different ways to get there.
1: Yeah. But
0: if it's five times six is
1: 30. (laughs) It's hard because everybody is such a different learner too. And so some ways might work well for others than different ways. But I, my kids, were right when this new math became new math and they introduced it in the schools and my sixth grader at the time we were doing math and he asked me to help him and and I was like all right I'll try and so we do it anyway (laughs) I know right yeah but it's the same sort of thing and I don't remember the numbers so I'm just going to use yours to say five times six it was 30 and we did this and he came home and he said you were wrong and I was like I'm Uh sorry I don't think I'm wrong
0: (laughs) yes get a calculator right (laughs) yeah when you go to high school you'll get a calculator so why do we have to do this in our head anyway exactly on your phone (laughs) but
1: he says he says you didn't show the work and you have to show the work and I was like oh dear god like what the whole the whole population that does the work in their head like that's so frustrating So it is. So yeah, that's the
0: thing, because they do say you have to show your work and you can, like when you do like long division, you have to show your work or Mm. long multiplication, you're showing the work, but there's nothing to show five times three, unless you're doing the hash marks. And I had heard that if you don't show the work, you don't get credit and I love how he says you're wrong. I really just want to break the news to them. Like come high school, you're getting that that, that crazy calculator with all the numbers, all the buttons that you're never going to use in life. So now you're going to have a tool to make it easier, but then it's also going to make it harder because there's buttons on there that you'll never do unless you go in that field. Yeah. And it's like, but it's good, obviously life skills to know, but like bringing that question over and then seeing how some people had very strong opinions on the Facebook post, Mm-hmm. like mine. Cause I was like, please, someone explain this to me. And the other half was, it was like, this is why we do it. And I'm like, okay. It opened my mind up to understand yeah. why, because I don't think it was broken before, but okay. It helps me at least see another perspective. So yeah. when you bring someone else into a conversation, whether you agree with it or not, it still at least opens it up because not every, it's a life skill too, but yeah, um, especially when you're looking at like, this is a transition for me, learning how to do different types of schoolwork when I'm going to read it this way, they're going to make us do it that way. You don't want to hinder your child.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But it's beautiful. Yeah. Cause like what you're saying is, is perfect because there's a few different ways that that could have gone down. Right. So it's, like posting it and saying you know can someone explain it what is this do you agree is really opening up a dialogue and you're keeping that space where other people and this is where you you know you were saying like you can you have a group of friends and people don't necessarily show you a different way or options right and it's it's we think of it as like we when you have a problem in your life and you're transitioning, we kind of go to our friends and it's just venting, complaining, commiserating, right? And then when you are when you want an outside different opinion, that's where you go. Because sometimes it is just that vibe. I just need to call and vent, right? I don't need you to solve this. I don't need, I just want to vent. And so like your post was really welcoming to say, show me another way. And then that's the type of person that can say, "All right, I'm, I'm, I see it, I, I understand. I, I don't have to agree, but at least it's not this close-minded. Let's just bash the new myth. <laughs> right?
0: Like I didn't put at the end of my post, like I think it's dumb, but yeah. I, just, I just left, like I left it alone. I posted it as also sarcasm, but I'm like, to somebody, explain this to me. And I mean, maybe I'll just do a whole episode on that one. I mean, I got a lot of good feedback and a lot of some of the, I mean, it was hilarious, but I think even like my kid's old teacher that taught him math last year is like, it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, not saying much and I'm trying to be real, you know, but I think it's Mm -hmm. a conversation to have because even my mother which I released her age earlier, go back. I'm not saying it again, just in case she chooses to listen to this one episode. Um, <laughs> uh-uh. she sat there looking at me like, uh? Uh, 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 I'm like, yeah, if you don't get it, I, I, if I don't get it. I know you don't get it. Yeah. And she, and math's not really my thing. Anyway, I did much better in like algebra, I think, but, um, it's one of those things where it's like, Okay, I need to open up my mind. I need to just uh, I'm in a new phase. I'm in a new thing. I'm going to have to like lean on other people that might not have the same opinions, which is okay. Cuz you typically will vent like you said to the people that are going to have the same opinions as you because you're going to want to hear what you want to yeah. hear cuz this is mm-hmm. how I'm feeling and I just want to feel um heard. Yeah. Like I just want to feel heard and I want to feel like I'm right. Right? I'm yeah, the word and um,
1: validated,
0: validated. Thank you. And then if you go to some, but when you want advice, typically go to someone where, you know, you're going to get a different look and different thing that you're like, this is what I want to do, but let me go ask because something in my mind saying that's probably not the best. And when you hear that it's not, and this is a better way or advice that you don't typically, or would, maybe agree with doesn't make yeah. it bad but you, there's a reason why you're a asking different advice way. versus venting
1: mm, yeah I agree
0: and for you they're going to you to look for some advice because clearly what they're doing is not working or maybe they've gone to their friends and it's like well I feel like yeah. I hear them but it's not just something like it's something and it's telling me to look elsewhere
1: yeah, for me, coaching goes, it's different than advice because I truly believe that each client, they're their own expert. And it's just a way to ask really empowering questions that then can, can do the same, what we're saying, open up a new way, have a new view, take on some new meaning. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so
0: if anyone's listening and wants to either... Typically you say you work with midlife, but you said that's a long range. So yeah. um you have a quiz that we can share. What what is this quiz that you can help with? Is it a quiz on like determine if you're in midlife? Yes or no?
1: <laughs> Only you know. can determine if you're in midlife. No, so my quiz on my website, kathybatista.com, it's um the three-pillar quiz. I my coaching that I developed this this unique strategy that that takes these three pillars, mood, mindset, and mindfulness, and we coach from those pillars. So this quiz is this quick, fun, easy five question quiz, which will just at the end let you know hey, maybe you want to start with some mood, some nervous system regulation. Maybe it looks like based on your answers, that mindset might be where you want to focus. Or you know what? Getting mindful, getting in touch with your intuition is like a perfect place for you to start. And Either way, whatever answer you get, I'm so not like a gatekeeper. Like I couldn't my web designer was like, okay, if someone gets mood, we're going to give them these freebies. And I was like, no, my whole thing is, email, right? I feel like my whole thing is everybody's their own expert. So who am I to say this is where you should start? So like, once you take the quiz, you're granted into this vault of like, I don't know, eight or nine different freebies. Some of them are audio, some of them are workbooks, some of them are just PDFs. Um, But, and it really is a great place to start and, and get clear on maybe where you want to bring some movement into your life, you know, where you feel like something might be missing, where you want to make those shifts. Um, So it's just a fun way to, to get introduced to coaching and my style of coaching.
0: Yeah. And I mean, everyone, um, I think everyone should have some sort of coach or some sort, of like, and if you, there's a, it's okay if you're with a coach and you outgrow them and you need to move forward, that's totally fine because coaching they that's their, that's their niche. That's their specialty. They're not like an expert for everybody and everything yeah. all the time. So it's okay to outgrow and move past and, and um find new, but there's always someone a little bit ahead. And so yeah. it's, there's power in that. And definitely. Yeah. And so I mean, everyone needs help, uh, a handhold, especially if they've never gone through it before. So, um, like, I have to go to a parenting coach, so she helps me navigate. Where I think we're pretty much at the point where there's not much more advice to give because we've really covered it all. Yeah, Um, we're court ordered. We need to go, but we just kind of shoot the crap at this point because it's like, or we just brainstorm things because we it's a lot of patterns and that are repeating, and so it's more like you have to find a new, like new person or a new way of, of, of growing because you can get, you know, so it's okay to, I always think that there's always room for growth and
1: definitely. Oh yeah. And I think too, that it is, it's empowering to say, you know, Hey, I've learned a lot and I'm going to spread my wings and go this way. I mean, any, Good coach has a coach and any good coach wants you to find the coach that works for you, right? Because that's what it's about. And it's because coaching is so different from therapy or consulting or so it's this this little gem, I feel, that just helps. It's almost just like a new pair of glasses, like what you were talking about, this new way of looking at the world, new way of navigating and a new way of being,
0: yeah. And when you sign up with coaching as well, or you commit to a program, it's also a way of you opening up your mind and you're committing. And so it's, you're unblocking yourself because maybe yeah. if you're not, if you're not quite committing it, then you're clearly blocked. And so making the decision to finally do it will open up, which then you'll never know where else it could go.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I love that.
0: And so where can our listeners find you if they're interested in learning more? Um, get, all the links that you share with us will be in the show notes, of course.
1: Yeah. So my website, Kathy is a great place. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at coach Kathy Batista and pop in and say hi.
0: Yeah, we and if you're listening to this and want to reach out to Kathy or myself, we always love feedback. We always like I like hearing if you took something away from this. And, uh, episode or, you know, anything that one of us said, like, please reach out people like it's okay. And, yeah, um, you know, right. Review all the fun stuff, but go and check Kathy out. All of her uh, links will be there. And I think you've got an offer for our listeners.
1: Yeah, I have an amazing audio that will be developed just for chaos to cookies, chaos and cookies listeners. And that will be in the show notes too.
0: Yeah, so she's gonna create an audio based solely off this episode. She can do something very, very unique. So definitely go and check that out as well. That will be available um, in the show notes. So please go check that out. And thank you so much for being here. And and uh, I hope you come back. This was great.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I would love to come back. Thank you so much, Heather.
0: You're so welcome. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Please rate and review. Do all the things. Go check out Kathy. And we'll catch you on the next one